You're listening to Devotions with Pastor Daniel Williams, taken from the Redemption Church YouTube channel. Well, hey, everyone. Welcome back to these live devotionals here on YouTube and converted to a podcast. Now, it is uh, the end of the week of Friday rather than midweek. I usually try to do somewhere around Wednesday, Thursday as my routine goes. What God is teaching me, I want to teach you and point you to Jesus through his word with these live devotionals. Uh, But, you know, man plans his ways. The Lord directs his steps. My AC unit has been out all week, but praise God, I got some AC. I'm back in my office, got a study for this Sunday And uh, I get to do a little double dose this weekend and preach at two churches, uh, not only Redemption Church in Delray Beach, but another local church in our area. And I want to share a couple of things that I was thinking through and talking to talk to them about this Sunday over the weekend about how we can use ministry as meals, uh, ministry for opportunities of meals. Now, where I get this from is the text in Luke chapter 7, verse 33 through 35. And it's a descriptive about Jesus and how he used meals uh, for God's glory and to evangelize, to minister, to serve. Uh, the text says this, for John the Baptist has come eating, uh, eating no bread and drinking no wine. And you say he has a demon. The son of man has come eating and drinking and you say, look at him, a glutton, a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. Yet, verse 35 says, wisdom is justified by all her children. Uh, You can know the fruit by its tree, Jesus would say in other places. And so Jesus is actually explaining and telling them and talking to them the importance of how he came and what he did. I'm going to get more detailed dive into this uh, with the message, but I want to sort of use this text to springboard and talk to you about how Jesus came eating and drinking and how we should come to people in love eating and drinking, how God can actually use meals for ministry. Now, one book about this who does a really good job uh, talking about uh, how meals was a practice of theology and practice for Jesus is a guy named Tim Chester. He wrote a book called A Meal with Jesus, uh, A Meal with Jesus. And he says this, few acts are more expressive of companionship than the shared meal. Someone with whom we share food is likely to be our friend or well on the way to becoming one. And this text says the son of man has come eating and drinking. The Bible says that he was a friend of sinners. And we see the way that Jesus used meals was actually for ministry. A good example of this is just found in the gospel of Luke, where literally uh, every single um, passage is either Jesus coming from a meal at a meal are leaving a meal. Uh, There's a lot of examples of how Jesus used this time at a table to actually serve and care and love. And I think that we can learn a lot from Jesus and how he ministered to people, how he cared for people, he evangelized, he loved uh, for people in this way. And so what I want to do in their time together is just give you three ways how you can use meals for ministry. Three ways how you can use meals and how we see Jesus use meals for ministry as well. Uh, The first thing is this. uh, We can use meals for community and conversation uh, to build relationships. Now, community is a real need in our life. Uh, The Bible says that we're made in the image of God. God is a triune God and we're built for community. Um, And so uh, the Bible even tells us in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24 through 25, that we're not to neglect the fellowship of the brethren because we need to spur one another on and have this fellowship. God wants us to be in community. And yet we see that we can actually use meals to foster community, a real need that most of us 
uh, have and a lot of our neighbors need as well. Um, meals foster relationship. They foster community because meals, well, they force you to be people oriented rather than task oriented. Uh, you have to be still, you have to have fellowship. Um, I know for me, a guy, one of the ways that I build relationship with people is just doing stuff. We uh, build with service projects or doing a task, very project oriented, but a conversation over a meal, it causes me to not really have a task. Uh, the task is just conversation. It's getting to know people. Um, it's people oriented, not uh, we need to hurry up and finish this meal in 15 minutes. No, it's actually stopping and slowing people down to just be. And out of the abundance of the mouth, uh, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so you actually get to know people. And so it's people oriented. You're asking questions. You're conversing. You're building community by having the task a meal. Um, this is why when you want to get to know someone and you maybe start dating someone, what do you do? Hey, will you go out with me? Will you go out for a coffee or for a meal? And you converse. Uh, this is how we foster our relationship with God. We um, spend time feasting on his word, right? We we literally take the Bible. We listen to what he says. We speak to him through prayer. Uh, it build, builds relationship. And a meal is an easy way to foster relationship, to build community. Have you thought about it in this way? Having food, having a meal with someone, builds community because you're focused on conversation. Uh, and it's a great way to love people in a practical way. You know, one of the key values at our church is to speak life into people. It's a core value. You want to speak the word of God. You want to build each other up, build one another up. And um, at a meal, you can actually do this. Proverbs 16, 24 says, gracious words are like a honeycomb, sweetness to the soul and health to the body. Think about how Jesus used meals when he was uh, at people's uh, homes, speaking and teaching at the table, teaching important lessons. You know, the Bible tells us as Christians, followers of Jesus to walk in his ways and to actually build one another up with our words to speak life. Uh, Ephesians 4, 29 says, let no corrupting talk come out of your mouth, but only such as is good for building up as it fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear. Now, when you have someone over for a meal, you can converse, but a part of having a meal with someone and building community is not just talking, but literally just giving time. You know, the Bible says, if you actually don't talk a lot, you'll still be wise. People assume that you're wise. But I think in our culture, number one response is when you ask how, Hey, how are you doing? People say, I'm busy. I'm busy. It seems like a lot of people now are eating more fast food, uh, watching TV during the meal, uh, not having dinner together. Uh, that's a key core value in my family. We like to have meals together to, to connect, to talk, um, just to spend time with one another. And you would be surprised what it means to people by just spending time with them. You do that. You build community, not just through conversation, but literally just, hey, man, let's just get together and have lunch. Don't have to talk about anything really even so specific. Because the Bible purifies our hearts, builds our hearts, and out of our heart, the mouth speaks, and we can actually give life as we just spend time with people. Um, you know, I used to hate Friday and Saturday nights as a teenager because my friends would be having all these plans, but I would be lonely. And I found that a lot of people are lonely. They have no plans. Um, but yet, when you ask them, hey, would you like to just come over? Would you want to spend some time together? Man, people really value that. They appreciate that. It's a way to minister to people. 
Um, and honestly, if you want to speak words of life into people, sometimes having a meal and showing that you care and just want to be with them with no agenda is a great way to speak life because it's often said people don't care how much you know unless they know how much you care. The Son of Man came eating and drinking, tax collectors, sinners, showing love, spending time with these people, associating himself with these people. And so I think it's important if you think meals as an opportunity of ministry, pray before the meal, not just for grace, but also, uh, man, uh, Lord, would you use this time to be edifying, to have fellowship, to build relationship, and maybe even asking God, who can I have over for a meal this week to speak life into people, to spend time with, to show love and care? Maybe there's some uh, um, um, elderly people that are around you that may have or even widows that have lost their spouses that you can just say, Hey, would you mind coming over and spending time? And maybe instead of speaking life into them, you ask questions and let them speak life into you. We need to see mills as ministry. And one of the ways we can use mills is to build community. You're spending time conversation. It's just an amazing way. Jesus did this. We can do it as well. He's a great example. And the next way, uh, the second thing I would say is use meals to celebrate. Uh, use meals for community, but use meals to celebrate. Now, I believe, personal conviction of mine, Christians should be throwing the best parties, incredible parties, because we have the best reason to rejoice. We have been saved from our sin. Uh, man, Jesus never leaves us nor forsakes us. He's with us. He's alive. It's exciting to follow the spirit of God. He gives us opportunity. We should be thankful. We should be celebrating. Um, and listen, a lot of people think the Christian life is a killjoy. It's not. Uh, we have relationship with the living God. Uh, and this is one of the ways our culture even celebrates is with a meal. Uh, we should be using meals to celebrate God's grace in our life. You know, if you think about a good meal, a good celebration, a holiday, right? Uh, what do we do on Christmas? We have a great meal, usually maybe a ham. Oh, Thanksgiving? Well, you got to have a turkey, right? We associate a celebrating, pausing, uh, relaxing, rejoicing with a good meal. Why can't we do this as Christians throughout the year? Because we don't just celebrate uh, a holiday once every year annually, literally holy day. All of our days now are holy, set apart for God's glory and grace. And it's another opportunity to celebrate him. And so, man, have a meal and celebrate God's grace. Invite some friends over. Use it for God's glory. Uh, I was reminded of this as I read Luke chapter 5, verse 27 through 29. With a key character named Levi, you may know him. He was that tax collector, also known, a.k.a. Matthew. Uh, after this, he went out and saw a tax collector named Levi. This is Luke explaining that Jesus went to go be with a specific tax collector. Remember, he came eating and drinking with tax collectors. Well, Levi was one of them. He was sitting at the table booth and Jesus said to him, follow me. And leaving everything, immediately uh, Levi, he rose and he followed Jesus, the text says. And Levi made him a great feast in his house. And there was a large company of tax collectors and others reclining at the table with him. Levi had a reason to rejoice, not because of calendar date, but because uh, the son of God met him in his real life. If God has met you in your real life, you can celebrate. Uh, have you ever thought about that? Uh, this morning, we just, me and Pastor Robin just did a baptism. Uh, this young lady was celebrating the life that she had in Jesus. She got her friends. She got her family. Afterwards, you know what they did? Hey, we're going to go to a restaurant and celebrate and just praise God. 
This is how we can use meals. We can celebrate. We can physically show people God has come to give an abundant life and we celebrate this. And you know, the Old Testament is full of celebration. Deuteronomy is another great example. Uh, Deuteronomy 14, 26 says, and you shall eat there before the Lord, your God and rejoice you and your household. Invite people over, party, celebrate. You know, God gave us taste buds for a reason. Uh, when we have people over, spend time with them. We're celebrating, uh, man, we're really celebrating God's grace. You know, you can't really hide behind a meal. Remember how I said it's not really task oriented. It's people oriented. Here's a really weird thing about meals. Uh, people see our flaws. My daughter says that I smack sometimes when I eat. I apologize often. Uh, Laura, she laughs, but when she laughs, she's very cute. She has a snort and it's sort of embarrassing. Or you know what? When we have people over in our house, especially uh, when my kids were younger, our kids would fight. Like we're just who we are when we get together and literally we can still celebrate. I don't have to be the perfect parent to celebrate because God's grace has given me my kids by his grace and empowers me by his grace to walk in wisdom and to disciple them. Um, I can have flaws like a snort or smacking out loud. God loves me despite that. And we can just celebrate being who we are. We don't have to put on a front and act like we're someone else at a meal, at a dinner table. We can celebrate and rejoice in God. And this is why we say grace or a prayer before a meal, thanking God and remembering how he's the ultimate provider, not just of food, but of mercy of grace that he, he made our bodies for daily food, but we remind ourselves of his goodness that we have his mercy in our lives too. Hence, we call that prayer grace. Hey, let's say grace before the meal because we celebrate based off of God's goodness and his grace. So use meals for community, use meals for celebrating. And lastly, I would say use meals to care for people, to care for people. Now we may forget this. This is very close to my heart. We should be lovingly feeding people food and helping people in a practical way. This is a biblical thing to do. The Bible says all the time how we're to help those that are poor. Uh, I grew up in a poor situation. Uh, now we always had a meal, but sometimes those meals weren't fancy. Sometimes it was hard to see my friends have name brand clothes and me not. But the Bible says that there are actually people that go hungry. First John three seventeen through 18. Uh, but if anyone has these world goods and sees his brother in need, yet closes his heart against him, how does God's love abide in him? Little children, let us not love in word or in talk, but in deed and in truth. James 2, 15, uh, 15 and 16 talk about the same idea that, that we should really help those with a practical need. I, I love Proclaim Church, the church plant that we support, sent out, how passionate they are feeding people food, hungry people, loving people. You know, the Bible says that we're even to love our enemies. And one of the ways that we do that is to provide a practical need or even food. Romans 12, 20, verse 21. If your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. For by doing so, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. You know, a meal can provide a physical need, but it also uh, can provide an emotional need as well making people feel welcome, uh, loving people. Um, you know, you feel a lot of shame when you can't provide for yourself, but yet giving people food and helping them practically uh, saying, you know what, uh, you know, I want to open my home up to you. I want to love you. I want to, I want to show care in that way. 
And you show care when you open up your home as well. Not just practically giving someone food, but emotionally supporting, caring for people. You can use meals to care for people. You know, hospitality for Christians is a big deal. Uh, It's one of the requirements of an elder, a pastor, to be an example to the body. But it's a part of our conduct as Christians. Listen to these verses. Romans 12, 13, contribute to the needs of the saints and show, seek to show hospitality. Hebrews 13.2, do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unawares. First uh, Peter 4.9, show hospitality to one another without grumbling. You know, as we invite people, as we include them in our lives, as we do this through hospitality, hosting meals for people, it's such a beautiful picture of how Jesus invites people into the kingdom of God, the great feast in heaven. Jesus in in Luke chapter 14 talks about this parable, how we're to go to the byways and highways, inviting people to feast, uh, to the great feast of heaven. And we should be uh, praying that heaven comes down to earth. And one of the ways that we manifest the kingdom of God is just caring for people and inviting them over for food, uh, giving them grace, showing that they are cared for, that they are loved for. You see, meals create an opportunity for mission because you can truly love people through meals. And so, There's a whole theology behind this, but I would say our faith should have works and you can use something as simple as meals, as an incredible strategy, as Jesus did for the son of man came eating and drinking with tax collectors and sinners. And so should we, because if we use meals in this way, intentionally, prayerfully spirit led, we can actually use meals to care for people. We, we can use meals to celebrate God's grace in our life, and we can use meals to build community and show love and just do all these cool things. So I just want to challenge you in this, this, this devotion. Uh, start with a meal or two. We all eat certain meals, right? I know that we're supposed to fast and pray as well, and we do that as Christians. But we also eat meals, and you're going to eat probably three, even four, two meals a day. I mean, there's a handful of meals you're going to be every day. Have you considered maybe eating a meal with your coworker this week? Maybe inviting just one family from a church over, or maybe uh, your neighbor having a block party, a barbecue. How can you just incorporate one or two meals for God's glory and try to use them for ministry, whether it be building community, showing care, uh, even serving at a a local uh, food pantry to show uh, hospitality and to feed the poor? Like, what does that look like for you? A potluck, inviting someone, someone out for coffee. Celebrating with a fine dine restaurant, a meal that's just a glorious thing, throwing a party for someone. You know, this week I got two parties. I already went to one. I'm going to another one tomorrow. I'm a little tired, but that's just our community here at Redemption Church in Delray Beach. Man, we're celebrating this week because we just having meals, praising God, living life together, giving God glory. And so Jesus said this about John the Baptist and himself, and he said something really important in the text. It says, Wisdom is justified by her children. Our God is so amazing that he can use something as simple as a meal for his glory. And he can use something like us in our weakness to do ministry. And so try it out. Wisdom is justified by our children. Uh, The the proof is in the pudding, right? As you ask God to use you for his glory with meals, uh, you'll see that it will be a fruitful impact and a great strategy that not only Jesus used, 
but you can use to bless people as well. And so I hope that helped. Uh, have a great weekend. Excited to get back into God's word on Sundays. Uh, you can check out the podcast as well. We have a Sunday morning podcast where we're going through the book of Exodus and we will continue to bring these weekly devotionals, whether it be on a Wednesday, that's my plan, or Thursday or Friday, like today. Um, just hit the subscribe button, the like button, give us a review follow along. And then if you do those things, whenever I post, whether it be live on YouTube or on our podcast, it will automatically update you and you can uh, journey along with us as we pursue and proclaim Jesus here in Delray Beach, Florida. We'd love to have you come and visit in person, but until the next video, we will see you next time.